Hi, everyone. Zainab Kapasi here with the Turn On Engagement podcast. On today's episode, we have Aditya Chakravarti, the head HR at Nolarity. Aditya is going to talk to us about his approach to updating old school HR policies and strategies to better suit the ever-increasing number of millennials in the workforce. He'll share some very interesting real-life examples and much more. Stay tuned. It's all coming up right here on Turn On Engagement. Hi, everyone. Zainab here with another episode of the Turn On Engagement podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Aditya Chakravarti. Aditya is the head HR at Nolarity. He has over 18 years of experience in HR, working with some very notable organizations in India, like Cafe Coffee Day, Infosys, Quicker, and Reliance, to name a few. Aditya is here to talk about things he's picked up along the way and the barrier-breaking moves he's making today. Welcome, Aditya. Thank you for being part of the show. Thank you, Zena. It's, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Okay, so let me get right into it. First question. Right. We are in a time where we witness a vast number of generations working side by side in the global workforce. What are the most significant issues that arise from that age gap that is not addressed by most HR policies or management strategies? Okay, uh, I think, uh, you know, I'll try to explain this with a few examples. Um, you know, when we were younger, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure about, you know, if we have a generation gap between us or not, but, uh, you know, at least when I was younger, and <laughs> so at least when I was younger, and, I, you know, we would go to a restaurant with my parents. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but we used to, you know, if we, if we couldn't finish a dish, we would pack it up and take it back home. Yeah, we still you know, do that. Yeah, we probably still do that, but uh, you know, we would pack it up and take it back home, thinking that we'll probably finish it later. But we will not waste it. We will not let it, you know, be thrown away, right? Right. Uh, but you know, even if even if in the you know once it's in the refrigerator, we don't mind it being you know uh, getting rotten for the next three months. But we'll still probably pack it up and keep it. You know, I don't think we've ever yeah. gone back and eaten. <laughs> you know, we've never gone back to eat packed food later on. But we'll still do that and we won't waste food and we won't throw it away. Uh, while today's generation, they probably don't care about packing food. I mean, we still yeah. do it, I'm guessing. But, you know, we order food from Swiggy or Zomato and we, you know, kind of eat whatever we need. And then eventually if you go to a restaurant and there's a lot of food left, I don't think we really care for, you know, kind of packing food taking back home. And taking it back yeah. home and you know, probably just go and give it to a little dog somewhere or on the street or, you know, someone who needs the food. But, you know, I think one of the reasons why that may be happening is also because, you know, our parents were from a, from an era, which was called the, which I like to call the scarcity phase, you know, where jobs were very uh, scarce, which is why our parents, or at least, you know, a lot of us know our fathers to be, you know, working in the same organization or in the same, you know, whether it's a government or a non-government organization for decades together. Right. And, I think loyalty became key. Not too many options in the in the in the industry. Uh, they would uh, you know go with whatever their bosses would say. 
they were a lot yeah. more proper than what we are today i don't think we care much for you know a lot of grooming uh, in today's day and age and yeah. uh, you know because of scarcity uh you know they were always you know going on time coming back on time i don't remember any i mean i think i with all my friends also with their parents they were always very punctual right i mean with everything mm. so you know going on time coming back on time you know meeting those yeah. hours at work you know those typical 8 hours of work or 9 hours of work and then coming back the lunch time would have been exactly you know that one hour in between so right. very, very disciplined and you know i think they were following rules only because they had to follow rules because the company is like that and they are they have a system and protocol accordingly um nobody would break rules because they don't mm-hmm. have any other option they can't just walk out of any organization they're not having too many interviews in place to you know kind of just go and attend them today's uh, age i mean there are jobs a plenty and you know it's all over the place i mean if i if i want to look for a job now i'll probably get a couple of calls tomorrow and in all probability i'll get an offer day after tomorrow and i'll join next month you know uh, yeah. so i call this phase the you know the abundance phase where you know i may not necessarily care for loyalty as much um, you know i may not and I, by, when i say me i don't necessarily mean me it's primarily the generation that is today you know they are That's not right. exposed to the scarcity phase they are exposed to an abundance uh, phase and uh, there's just so much opportunity for them that mm-hmm. i don't think loyalty is the first thing that they look for you know they're looking for themselves you know looking out for themselves and uh, i'll give you another example you look at any uh, you know millennials phone today and you look at their camera gallery right the phone gallery you'll probably Mostly see selfies. selfies yeah my phone i don't have a single picture of myself and i'm either clicking you know my pictures of my wife and my son or you know going out and clicking pictures of landscapes and things like that or the mountains or but today it's about it's about self because that's how they were born and they they used to that right and also parents are today in the abundant age as well so they are providing for their children as much as they can it's not their fault that that's how they were born and uh, they're not used to anything else so today when i tell my son that you know we used to pack food when we were you know going to restaurants when we should, so we don't finish and you know sorry we don't waste food uh, he doesn't understand that concept how can you pack food from a restaurant take it home and eat stale food when i can have fresh food right here okay fine i may not be able to finish it but why should i overeat that would be you know so there's a very interesting conversation that i keep having with him but you know uh, coming back to policies um, you know 90% of our audience at the workplace is the millennial audience and uh, of course hr policies are stuck because the bosses are not necessarily from that generation they're slightly uh, from the older generation so um, you know they're trying to change the world within a certain framework that they know it's not necessarily possible that you know everybody would want to uh, fit into that mold extremely important for you know bosses to understand their audience and it's also extremely important for the audience to understand their boss to know that he or she is from a different generation too so how do we work together so uh, yes hr policies i think one a common policy that is stuck is let's say the attendance or the time in time out policy you know everyone wants 9:30 to 6 kind of a situation or they want a 11 am to to 9 pm sort of a situation where they can fill in eight hours no matter you know whatever slot but uh, today's generation doesn't care 
to, you know, they don't really care about coming to office. They feel that output is output. I can work from home. I can work for two hours a day and I can get things done. Why do I have to see your face? And, you know, I can just work from home. So it is how it is. And it's not their fault. That's how it is. And it's true. Output is output. At the end of the day, everyone wants output. Right? So, yeah. So that's, of course, my answer to the first question. I hope I'm making sense, though. No, you are. You are. Um, in fact, you sort of answered my next question as well, which was, you know, what um, in terms of, um, you know, the HR policies that are now very current, what uh, with generation do they uh, cater to most, which is basically the older generation? And why is that not working anymore? It's not working because, no, you know, the younger generation do not want to, you know, clock in, clock out at particular times. You know, we do live in an era now where um, hybrid working or remote work is very prevalent. And, you know, you can make good money doing that as opposed to going to office. And people have realized that, you know, the time taken to get ready, go to office and like sit in unnecessary meetings. It's just a waste of time and so much more can be done sitting at home and doing your own thing. So now like, you know, when all of these, when, um, you know, when you have all of these new thoughts and um, new things going on, how do you sort of maintain like, you know, for, for companies that still, maintain that no you have to come to office you have to like you know we don't do the remote thing we don't do the hybrid thing how do they fi um, find middle ground like you know changing their policies but at the same time they won't change it that much also like what would you suggest they do no i mean that makes sense too for example you know during covid there were a lot of healthcare companies that had to have employees at work uh, you know right you know, having offices shut down everywhere and, you know, there was a lockdown and things like that. But I think in the medical fraternity, uh, it became crucial for them to, you know, at least be there at work and, you know, help That's people. Right. Um, there's no denying that, you know, sometimes these things are difficult to manage. But I think it all boils down to freedom uh, at the end of the day. It all boils down to the fact that am I respecting this generation's personality or this generation's need to satisfy themselves at a certain thing at work. And it's not necessarily always about hours of work. It's about efficiency. It's about output. It's about, you know, whether that person is happy at work. You know, yeah. today's, uh, you know, let me, let me put it this way. What do, you know, if you ask me, the current generation is, firstly, they're born with a silver case in their mouth of the phone. It's, you know, it's not even a silver spoon anymore. Uh, you know, they're born with a mobile phone and they're born yeah. with, you know, a certain, you know, massive dose of dopamine every day where they send out a message and they get instant gratification in the form of another message. Um, it's, it's difficult to maintain an employee base of 90% of that generation, you know, waiting for gratification to come their way. So for example, if an organization has to ensure that people come to work, mm -hmm. then maybe one way of managing that is to give them instant gratification every day, give them a pat on the back every day. You know, when I was in school, I remember getting a star in my report card or my notebook maybe once a year. Today, my son comes back with a star in his, uh, you know, notebook every day. And I'm like, okay, fine. And he comes back really, really happy. And that's how it is. Book my show is an example. They, uh, I mean, I believe that they would, uh, you know, give uh, a star to every employee at the end of the day or, you know, employees that have done well or whatever. And it was like a daily affair. 
and uh, you know i think instant gratification really works with today's generation that's how it works and they 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 like it i mean as soon as they send out a post on instagram or a reel on instagram they're always waiting for the number of likes that they they get on those uh, posts on uh, instagram so why would we want to change that behavior and make them feel as if they're not at home that's the first mistake we will make i mean um, if 90% of your audience is that generation should we not change towards what they want to be uh should we not be an organization that they want to be a part of um why would you have an organization with 90% millennials where you are mandating a certain number of hours of work even if it's a mandatory coming to office kind of a solution why would you want to have policies that are terrible for them and the policies that they don't relate with how on earth are they going to see a future in that organization they're always going to be looking out there's no way you'll have them staying with you for so long i mean of course there'll be exceptions but that's not how the world is moving and i think if you're not moving with the world you're dead as an organization so that's my submission to this no i completely get what you're saying you have some very very good points over there um so okay now policies are one thing right but you must encounter situations on a day to day basis where you need to navigate um smartly to resolve issues purely caused due to differences in ethics or work habits between the generations whilst trying to manage the multi generational workforce how do you also try to bridge the gap so like how do you enable each generation to be able to work amongst and with each other it's like any relationship it's like a father son or a mother son or a father daughter mother daughter relationship um, you know i would recommend first let me go back to the home and say that you know i think every professional should try and bond as much as possible with their children and you know understand how their child thinks and i won't you know obviously you know the nine, the 90% that i talk about that forms your organization which are millennials are not necessarily the same generation as your child but if you're interacting with your child you probably know what's coming going forward because your generation will keep on becoming you know they'll get keep getting new you'll find younger right. generation keep coming you know, they'll keep coming in every year right so yeah. i think it at least it's helped me in in the organization that i work for where um you know i have so many 21 year olds working in the org and my son is 12 it's just about you know 9 or 10 years apart and i see what's coming i kind of understand what you know how he he thinks and uh, what he's looking forward to in a way and what's wrong in trying to build an organization that is ready for the next generation coming in after 5 years and you know making it a lot more cooler for the current generation you know you're already there yeah. and there's no harm in doing that the other solution is uh, zena that you know like i said you know at home interact with your child a little more and you'll understand things better uh what stops from, stops our supervisors or leaders to talk and you know be around their team members the younger team members and spend a lot more time with them you know go out for lunch with them go out for drinks with them uh you know talk in their lingo uh you know try to you know be a little bit like their age i know it could be exhausting for some of us who are older but you know try doing it once in a while we're not asking you to do it all the time but you know once you do that uh they will induct you into their friend of yeah, yeah they'll induct you into their circle 
and once you're inducted into their circle they will understand you too that's also important because the generation today has very little attention span they don't want to necessarily mm-hmm. know you that well but if you spend more time with them they will automatically get to know you better but i think a lot of that responsibility lies on this generation that is my generation and maybe uh, you know the earlier generation than me to you know kind of carry that burden of understanding and knowing your people better it's like any you want to understand your customers better to sell better and make them right. happy why would you not want to do that with your team members who's going to actually going to be making you successful at the end of the day you know they are the ones who are going to be executing all the work that you have for them so uh, it becomes a necessary thing to do i think in today's day and age you have to interact and be a part of you know what's happening in your uh, you know in your team in your in the uh, the generations that are coming after you because you also want to be updated if you can update your phone all the time because you want the best of things on your phone why yeah, can't you you should be able yourself? to update yourself yeah absolutely and if you're updating yourself in knowledge this is also knowledge i mean this is experience this is this is value this is uh, understanding different personalities and working with them and at the end of the day it's leadership right and i think one thing that um a lot of the older generation struggle with like you mentioned that you know what's stopping you from going and spending some time with your employees and getting to know them better and all that you know they with the previous generations there was always that you must maintain a level of professionality um you know keep your work life separate your personal life separate and you know now we live in an age where there's a lot of overlap you know so many people that we know their best friends and their entire lives revolve around you know the people in their offices and um vice versa so i think that's something that you know a lot of the older generation i don't know if it's like something that they know and they don't want to do anything about or if it's just that they they think it's not a problem <laughs> they think that this is how it should be and that you know if we just maintain a good working relationship between each other everything will be all right and things so will function you know I still believe in keeping the professional and personal separate. I don't think I've changed that way. Um mm. but I know for a fact that I will give my people time. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to party with them all the time. Uh it basically means that even at work um uh, I can talk to them a lot longer. I can, you know, uh do a check-in on their work every day. Uh ask them how they're doing every day. Ask them how things are at home every day. and uh, you know what is your state of mind do you need a break do you need to you know do you want to chill today what kind of work do you want to do today how creative are you feeling today you know i think mm-hmm. it's not it doesn't boil down to just partying uh, that's not necessarily the best way of engagement i feel i think engagement is relationship yeah. with the with the team and uh, at the end of the day i think a lot of us work for our bosses um, i think you know and and a lot of them work for their bosses only because of the freedom that they get because of those boss uh, you know those bosses so um i think it's maintaining a difference in the professional piece and the personal piece is still uh, valid um, i'm not mm-hmm. i don't you know intermingling them will really do i also need to be happy at the end of the day i can't be sacrificing everything i have a family to look after and i'm you know if i have a team that is you know mostly bachelors then it's not going to be possible for me to spend that much time obviously and i i don't think they also really need you to be all the time with them you know yeah yeah 
Yeah. They really need the, their bosses to be partying all the time with them, right? So that's not the idea. I think the idea is to connect more uh, and know each other more beyond the professional level in terms of, you know, uh, at least respecting each other's personalities, respect, respecting each other's freedom, needs, desires, ambitions, yeah. and, you know, kind of giving all of that time and, you know, uh, specifically, you know, respecting their time with, you know, at least with each employee to know them well enough. Um, I think that's all that matters, Zainab. Um, you know, I think the earlier days, there was a clear line, you know, I, I have to make an appointment with my boss or I have to schedule a calendar via the, you know, the secretary or the EA and things like that and, you know, kind of get time with my boss. Those times have changed. Uh, I don't think any millennial would necessarily, I mean, of course, exceptions are there, but they would want to work in an organization that is highly hierarchical and, you know, has too many rules and protocols to follow. It just slows right. things down. For, for somebody who wants instant gratification, would just want to walk up to somebody, knock on the door and just walk in and talk. Uh, possibly not even knock on the door and if the doors open and you know I mean I think that's the kind of culture that normally it should have I, mean, I think a lot of companies today don't even have a cabin culture you know it's all open right they're all sitting yeah. together the founders right there and you know I'm, I'm I'm literally having a beer with the founder trying to understand his vision and things like that right so it's so open today and that's the reason why because you know we don't want to have any boundaries with regards to age gender uh, sexuality none of that in today's age Nobody believes in all of that. Even if they do, uh, at least they try to keep it back home and not take it to office. So uh, right. it's that kind of an environment today. Um, uh, that's how the generation is today. If the world and the future is going to be run by this current generation, you better be fitting in, irrespective of whatever right. generation you're from. Uh, I can't have my rules and you know my own uh, boundaries working in this generation. It's just not going to work. And I'll, I'll be the outcast. Uh, you know, I need to be fitting in too, not them. So, um, yeah, That's you so can keep these two things separate. Um, and there's no rule like that, but but you know, uh, give it your. And it comes back to. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Again, it comes back to um, finding common ground with them. I think. So, yeah, like um, what you mentioned before as well, instant gratification, um, you know, recognizing them for the smaller things as well. Now, a lot of companies have, um, you know, rewards and recognitions programs that are quite complex um, just to keep their employee force uh, motivated. You know, before it would be an annual or a six monthly or a quarterly thing. And now nice. it's like, day to daily like it's a daily thing they have to uh, be recognized on a daily basis to stay motivated and positive um is this something that you've done within nolarity do you um yes. have a recognitions uh, yes. we, we do have we do have uh, you know something like a quarterly thing yes which is a more official thing but we have a daily kind of a thing as well uh, we send out, you know, things like a spot on spot award and things like that. But you know, I'll tell you what: appreciating somebody too much is not not a problem at all. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, giving a pat on the back, uh, going and hugging somebody for some amazing work that that person would have done, or you know, uh, a great customer win, for example. You know, no matter how small it is, uh, somebody who's really worked hard to get that first win, for example. Why don't you want to go up to the person and give that person a hug and say that, boss, you know, hats off to you, massive respect. Right. Um, I think 
you know, things that don't cost you money and can make people smile should be in abundance. Why should, you know, we be uh, conjuice or, you know, uh, you know, try to hold back that emotion because everything works on emotion at the end of the day. Um, yes, this generation is, you know, sometimes a lot, a lot more detached than we used to be. I think if they make a mistake, they kind of fail fast and move on. Uh, I think our generation still would probably mull over the whole thing a little more, a little longer and, you know, uh, then realize, oh, okay, we've wasted a lot of days on this. Uh, but, you know, I think this generation seems to be moving on fast. And I think that comes out of the whole instant gratification thing that, you know, okay, fine, I made a mistake. Let's move on. It's okay. It's, it's no big deal. And, you know, these things do happen. Uh, but they will also probably go through a lot of other issues that they're not exposed to right now. And I think somewhere it's our generation's responsibility to kind of guide them and tell them that, uh, you know, maybe you can choose this path. I, I don't think I can force this generation to do anything, but I can definitely, you know, talk to them and give them my example saying that, you know, I, I tried to do this and I got stuck here. Just be aware of that. You know, don't force yeah. the person, you know, I can, I can always tell them that, you know, be aware of these things. Some of these things can happen and they join the dots. They're intelligent enough to join the dots themselves. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it is primarily that, uh, Zainab, it is primarily spending a lot more time, uh, appreciating more. Uh, what what I, I don't remember my father appreciating me much, you know, in the sense that you know, he would probably uh, say, a, you know, sort of a, a good job, beta, you know, maybe once in six months or something like that. But uh, I, I, tend to, I tend to say this to my son almost every day. Sometimes I feel that I'm spoiling yeah. him, but that's how they are. I mean, they want it like that, right? I mean, when they're playing video yeah. games, they get reward immediately and they get coins and, you know, freebies on the, on the PS4 and all of that. That's how it is. So then how can you not, you know, maintain that for them? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think different generations, different personalities, and that's how the world is moving. So you have to you know, kind of adapt accordingly. It doesn't cost money to appreciate somebody. It doesn't cost money to just walk up to the person, pat, give a pat on their back and, you know, come back to your seat. Uh, makes you also feel good. Why not? Yeah. And I think it's always better to create and provide an environment where there's more positivity and boosting people up as opposed to um, being overtly critical. And, you know, most of the time, even when it comes to giving someone feedback, on yeah. the work or something, you know, you always have to be a little more diplomatic about it because you never know what sentence can bring them from a hundred all the way down to like 10 in, ter in terms of motivation or, or, or confidence for that matter. I think, um, I'm sorry, please continue. No, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> You know, I, I have a sort of a sort of an observation to that as well. Uh, you know, I have a team of mostly millennials, I have about, right now, about 10 or 11 people, and out of them, easily about eight of them are, you know, really, really young and almost fresh out of college. Um, you know, when I have a conversation, even if it's about feedback, I will at least, you know, always start with the best, um, you know, feedback to give first, yeah. talk about some of the things that, you know, probably we could have done better and what help do you need? And then at the end of the day, you know, end of the conversation still say that boss, you know, I, 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 I believe in you and, and uh, uh, you know, dude, you, you, if you can do so much uh, and so soon, don't let this particular thing bog you down, just move forward mm -hmm. and fix it, you know, and 
they're quick on it uh, it depends on how you end the conversation uh, or how you start the conversation it depends on how much effort they have put in a lot of them know that they've not put in that much effort and they know that it's coming so that's fine and i think that's the same across generations but if someone has put in a lot of effort and there's a mistake that's happened uh, i think even bosses are moving towards being a little more easy and understanding the you know the the crux of it all and you know not unnecessarily them down for no reason uh, otherwise you know it just the relationship goes wrong and then you know it just stays with the person and it's never going to improve but uh, there's a way there's always a tarika you know like they say you know there's always a way to you know uh, i think it all boils down to respect and love and if you can treat everyone with that kind of you know emotion mm-hmm. it's all you know, it should be fine yeah well aditya i have one last question for you before i let you go yeah um would you say the key to managing any workforce is understanding who they are and what their background is or is there something that i'm leaving out hmm Mm. let me let me give it a slight twist um if one okay it won't work if you don't try to understand why he he is behaving a certain way or why he is a certain way right more often than not uh it, it probably comes out of his childhood uh, or his uh, circumstances in the past um honestly everyone everyone's like that you know uh, we are all like that and uh yeah. but there are always you know commonalities between each generation and generation groups and you know you can google yeah. it and you'll see the difference and uh, not only the differences you'll also see you know similarities right so um when you when you talk about let's say you know somebody's background it's always there i mean there's always a background to everything that you uh you know that that you see in front of you as a, as a personality and you know uh, you'll actually see the difference between a child who's from from the scarcity parents generation and you'll see a yeah. difference in the child from the abundant parents generation and you'll also see a lot of similarities but if you ask me i don't think we have to look at backgrounds all the time i think we just have to give uh the person due to what he or she is today and uh, you know look at you know the positives that the person brings into the brings to the table um, you know what's that unique because everyone's unique yeah so what is that unique thing that that person is bringing to the table um all you have to be mindful of is that you know so i won't call it background uh, considering the conversation that we're having today i would i would still look at generations you know i will i will still look at things that probably could be given saying that you know okay fine this person is probably from this generation uh, i know the person's age the person may be thinking like this maybe feeling like this what should i do to make that person feel more comfortable and better right uh, maybe that is a mental note that generally we all make but a lot of people ignore the generation gap you know we make mental notes of religion we make mental notes of where the person is from which state the person is from uh, which village or which city that person is from but you don't make a mental note of actually what should matter you know the fact that that person is of a certain generation uh, is uh, you know born uh, with a certain amount of uniqueness and those are the things that we can respect and we look at it as is in the present time and then follow it accordingly why look at backgrounds at all you know um, when you know that 
uh, you know, you'll have diversity and you'll have so many, you know, types of personalities in the organization. I think there's, a, there's so much more to learn from, uh, right. from these people. You just have to be open enough to sort of I mean, pick up when, different things from all these different people. Okay. And when you're talking about diversity and even different generations is part of diversity, right? When you're talking about diversity, it's actually a form of unification. I don't know why we call it diversity. It's, it's a form of unification because it's a combination of so many ideas. It's a, it's a, it's, you know, a plethora of, um, you know, uh, different perspectives coming onto the table. I cannot be right all the time. You know, I just cannot be right all the time. I mean, there will have to be more views, more perspectives coming in to maybe make the right decision or maybe make things even better. Right. Uh, I sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm from that, you know, I won't say generation, but I'm from that school of thought that, you know, I think we overhype diversity as if it's just a gender problem or it's just a, you know, uh, age problem or it's just a religion problem and, you know, nationality right. problem. It's not, it's, it's not a problem. It is just that, you know, we are not looking at people in their own unique way. We are looking at them differently yeah. rather than looking at them similarly. You know, we have yeah. to look at them as people who, who, are, who are going to add value to you. You know, it's not about you adding value to them. It's about them adding value to you. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think background should ever matter. Uh, in fact, we should embrace it. We should not even talk about it. And we should just look at how that person is contributing that to that current present situation and just go with that flow and enjoy that rather than having so many convoluted, you know, uh, you know, links to, you know, how you're thinking. That's our problem. That's not their problem. You know, uh, so I hope I'm being able to answer your question. I think I may have taken a slightly emotional uh, route, but, <laughs> but what I meant to say is that, you know, I don't think we have to look at anybody's background. We just have to look at the person today and see how we can work together and, you know, make fun together, you know, have fun together. That's it. That's, that's I think that I, I could not put it better myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, Aditya. That's all, uh, that's all the questions I have for you. You did amazing. Thank you so much for being uh, part of the episode. Thank you so much for giving your time. And have a wonderful day. Thank you, Zena. Likewise. And uh, thank you for having me. It was good fun talking about that. I love to, I'm very passionate about this. So anyone who's giving me an opportunity to talk about this, I will go all out. So thank you so much. <laughs> the time. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey there, employee communications and HR folks. We've got some big news to share over here at Hub Engage. We've officially been made a Society of Human Resource Management recertification provider. So if you're a SHRM member and you're in need of getting your mandatory recertification credits, you can tune into our new webinar series where we educate and train you on a variety of HR-related topics and trends so you're up to date on your continuing education requirement. SHRM is a great place for all things HR, and with this exciting new partnership Hub Engage has created, we can now recertify you while you turn on engagement at the same time inside of your company. For more details and to sign up for a recertification course with one of our Hub Engage SHRM certified experts, 
visit hubengage.com and click on the SHRM tab under resources to get started today.